0: Welcome back, you're watching Traders' Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders' Corner. Garth, welcome.
1: Hi, Julieta. Garth, we're
0: going to start uh, with our general markets chat. Um, with two charts, the S&P 500 and the top 40, um, because it's very choppy at the moment, although the S&P is now back in positive territory for 2018, thank goodness.
1: Yes, only only just, but yes, it's, it is in slightly positive territory for the year to date now. Um, if you have a look, the S&P 500 chart is up on the screen at the moment, and we've talked about this in recent weeks. We've said how the 200-day moving average was a significant zone of support, down there at about 2580 thereabouts, and you can see that's that red line at the bottom there. So there was a lot of noise down there at the 200-day moving average, but it does appear to have held that for the time being, and it's moved up off that level. Now, there's gaps in this chart up at 27.10. That's where there's one gap, and I suspect that could be targeted on this next move to the upside. And then beyond that, there's downtrend resistance that comes in at around about 27.25 there. Above that, there's there's another gap at 27.50. So we'll have to see what happens here in the weeks ahead, uh, whether this market Uh, stalls at one of these gaps or at that downtrend resistance there but I think what we do also just need to note is the fact that uh, I've pointed it out before but I'm going to say it again the 50-day moving average here has begun to point down it's the first time in 18 months that the that this 50-day moving average is pointing to the downside on this index and that really is just an indication that your medium-term momentum has begun to roll over uh, and it's going to take quite some doing to turn that 50 day moving average back up. If it can't, then it could indicate that perhaps somewhere down the line we're due another leg lower.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is US earnings season which has started. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might provide the momentum where to change. The recent trend downwards?
1: It might but remember there is also quite a strong earnings growth already baked into the market at these levels so I think it's going to be quite key to see how those numbers stack up against the expectations yeah. and also to have a look at the Revenue lines versus bottom lines, et cetera. You know, the market always reads through the numbers quite thoroughly. Um, and, and there is fairly high expectation already baked into the price, mm. uh, baked in at this
0: point in time. Um, and our own top 40, I mean, if you go back, um, as you do there to December, actually, we are, as you say, making lower, lower lows, low highs, sorry. Mm. Uh, it's, not, it's not a great chart.
1: Yeah, well, both lower lows and lower yeah, highs, okay. if you take a look. I mean, the market peaked in November last year. Uh, and this was the top 40 index, now it peaked at about 55,000, and now we're trading down at around 50,000. So we're talking, you know, we're still down 5,000 points off the high on our market here. And there's definitely, you can see, that there's sort of a rounding top shape to that index as it looks at the moment. Again, we have a situation here on our market also where the 50-day moving average has been pointing downwards for a couple of months now. And in fact, that 50-day moving average has just begun to cross below the 200-day moving average. Now, in technical analysis, we talk, We call that a death cross. Um, The opposite is a Not current
0: exaggeration is technical analysis.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. Um, The opposite would be called a golden cross where the 50-day moving average crosses up through 200-day moving average. Now, I don't take that as a particular buy or sell signal. Some would say it isn't. I don't agree. I think that... Um, it's, it's very hit and miss if you treat that as a buy or sell signal but what I will say is that it confirms that the momentum in this market is quite weak and it goes back to the point about talking about lower highs and lower lows. So. There's quite a big area of resistance coming up at 51,000 on the top 40. Uh, You can see that's those prior lows from February and March. It's also the area where the 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average intersect at the moment. And then just above that you've also got this downward trend which goes from January through the highs of March and also comes at around about 51,000. So there's quite a big zone of resistance there that that the market is likely to contend with. And from there it's going to be quite key to see whether it is able to push above that area or whether it fails and starts to turn lower again.
0: Yeah, and that's also quite interesting for one of the shares that you are invested in uh, or that you've taken a trade in recently and that was a long position in Sunlum because um, while the other factors germane to Sunlum, what happens on the market is also very important. And if there is um, maybe a pickup in momentum Presumably this would do well for the stock, but it does seem to be languishing at this point. It,
1: it is languishing. It's becoming a little bit frustrating to hold it. Uh, we now, I think, in our third week that we're holding this stock and it is rather frustrating. We're still slightly underwater on it. There you can see the chart. Uh, there's some big gaps in the share price here. Now, the big gap up at the top there, that was when the company did a accelerated book build to raise new shares, or raise fresh capital in order to make an acquisition of Saham, the African uh, Short-Term Insurance Business. And then there's another gap lower as well uh, in in the beginning of April, and that gap was caused by a dividend. There was a 290 cents dividend that was paid. So, the share price has come under quite significant pressure as a result of both of those two events. It has, however, held on to the 200-day moving average. We went long, uh, about, as I say, about three weeks ago, we went in at 84 and 39, and at that stage, our stop loss uh, was, I think, it was 8250, if I'm not wrong. The dividend was paid, however, so we adjust everything. Mm. We adjust the uh, stop loss down. We adjust our effectively our entry price down as well. Um, and and that means the stop-loss now comes in at 79 rand, 60. It is holding above that. It's holding above the round figure at 80 rand. It's holding above that 200-day moving average, but it's not really getting going with any vigour. So it is becoming a bit of a frustrating hold. If if it doesn't start to do something for us fairly soon, then I suspect it may be time to consider a time stop-loss and just move on here.
0: I mean, someone could argue, well, why not hold it? But um, I suppose you only have a certain amount in the portfolio, uh, and this is, could be money better spent elsewhere.
1: Potentially, that's right. I, I, look, I think if we were to hold it longer out and further out, it probably will recover. And I may well still do that, but it is just frustrating, particularly on a show like this that's relatively active. We like to keep the ticker moving. We look to you know bank trades and move on to something else just to keep it interesting as well. And if it's not gonna do anything interesting for us, then perhaps it's time to just pack it up and move on to something different.
0: Mm, okay something to watch then. Mm. Um, what about Tesla? That was uh, the put option, and in fact, we had a question on um, uh, taking our put options against indexes, mm. um, similar to uh, the JP Morgan put option um, against Tesla. Is it doing what you want to do yet, or do you think you have to be patient with this one as well? Well, I, I think
1: I will still need to be patient, but certainly early indications are that my analysis is correct. Um, so this is the chart of Tesla over here. And last week, I pointed out the fact that the share price had broken down through this major area of support at $310 a share. Um, on a longer-term basis, sort of 300 is a, is a round figure that also offers a lot of lateral support on a sort of a two-year basis. It broke below both of those technical supports recently, went all the way down to $250. Now it's rallied back up. And last week on the show, I suggested that it was likely the stock was going to encounter resistance at the underside of where what was previously all that support at $310. Uh, I, I suspected that, that would become resistance and that the price might then turn down from that level. So, so far it looks like I'm right. Um, you can see that there has definitely been selling pressure evident at that two, uh, $310 area. Uh, it's we've begun this week on a, on a negative note. And um, so technically I, I think this chart looks as if it's going lower. The option structure that we did or the put option, it's just it's just the naked put option that we traded last week, uh, has an expiry in September this year. So, we, we're talking about six months out mm. from when we did the trade, and uh, it's a $100 strike put. Now, that strike is a very long way down. I mean, it, it's it, as you can see, it's trading close to $300 now. $100 is a very long way down. Uh, I d- it's not saying that I expect it's going to $100. I just think that if this price does fall rapidly at some stage during the next couple of months, and I suspect it might, for both for technical and fundamental reasons, which we discussed last week, then you'll find that the value of those put options becomes quite, they become more valuable. Mm. And uh, I'm not looking to hold this out to expiry, I don't think. Uh, I'd I'd be looking to bank profits into another big leg to the downside on this share price here.
0: Okay, so um, something to to hold and and hope (laughs) that Tesla does um, crumble a little bit further. Um, Then you're not putting on any new trades this week, Garth, but you are looking at Facebook, uh, which is interesting because I would have thought maybe the damage has been done and Facebook might now be on a recovery path. So, because you're looking at it with a potential short interest.
1: Yes, with a potential short interest. So here's the chart, right? And it actually looks quite similar to that chart of Tesla that we were looking at a moment ago. Uh, the, the level at $170 per share here was big lateral support for Facebook. And you can see recently when that Cambridge Analytica scandal broke, the share price came under tremendous pressure. Mm. It gapped down very violently uh, in the middle of March and it went all the way down to $150, where it found some support and it has since begun to recover and move up again. But my expectation is that this area around $170 to $175 is likely to present fairly stiff resistance looking out for the next week or two or maybe three. Uh, and again, you've got a situation here now where your 50-day moving average has begun to turn downwards. It's been crossing underneath the 200-day Moving average, and um, you're right when you say that the, uh, the damage has been done and it should be on a recovery path now. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg tes- uh, testified before Congress last week, and he did very well. He was impressive. Some of the questions that the if slightly robotic, yeah, if slightly <laughs> robotic indeed. Um, but but some of the questions that he was asked were actually quite funny. Um,
0: indeed, uh, they uh, would try simple. the patience. I, I must say, I, I had to I had to applaud his sang froid because. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it looks as if the senators had been given a little briefing from their 10-year-old grandchildren yes. on how Facebook works.
1: That's right, and it's clear they had no idea how it works before that uh, testimony. I don't know that they had any better idea afterwards <laughs> either, quite frankly. But anyway, um, we digress. The, the the point I want to make here is that I, I think that, look, clearly there's technical damage done to this chart, but I also think that that whole scandal still taints the company to a certain extent. I mean yes, Zuckerberg performed well and he came out and made all kinds of promises about how they're going to try and tidy up what they do, etc. But I think that fundamentally uh, that this business has been tainted. And I've seen articles this week there was an article on the Wall Street Journal where they talk about taking the f- the F out of Fang. So, you know, <laughs> Facebook, um, Amazon, Netflix, Google, those are the fang stocks. And uh, dropping the F, so it would just be the ang stocks. And or the
0: angst stocks th- yeah, maybe. Yeah, the angst
1: stocks. But, but, but there's quite a lot written out there th- suggesting that maybe Facebook has, uh, its allure has been lost to some extent. So taking that fundamental situation, combining it with what I see, with what I see here technically, I think I could potentially be looking for an opportunity to short the stock based on this rising wedge pattern that's forming here and based on the fact that it's rallying up into resistance now in this area around 170 or 175 dollars per share.
0: Would you look to preempt because you would probably want to see a reversal, right? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, would you preempt it or is that quite dangerous uh, and you could get I, a bit burnt? I
1: think it could be dangerous to preempt it. It may be safer to wait for a reversal. And, and possibly even wait for a break out the bottom of that rising wedge structure to give more confirmation that the, that the short trade might actually be on. Yeah.
0: Okay, so something to monitor. Garth, what then do the portfolios look like as there hasn't been too much change really? Uh, between this Yeah,
1: not much change. So there's our South African portfolio sitting just shy of 160,000 Rand for the year. So we're still s- sitting uh, up 6.5% for the year to date there. At the moment, we only have the Sunlum trade open. And then on our offshore portfolio, uh, we only have this Tesla put option open, which we discussed last week and we revisited it this week. Um, we've paid away a premium of $281 there. So here we're sitting up one 1.3% for the year to date, after having effectively written off that premium mm. on the on the Tesla put option. And keep in mind, I mean, I've written it off, but it's not to say that it's worthless at this yes. point. It's not worthless at this point. It's but actually. But you've accounted worth, for the premium. I've, I've accounted paid. for the premium. Yeah, but I mean, if we, if we actually had to sell it right now, we'd probably still get back about $250 of the 280 that we've spent. So yeah, but that's an accounting entry.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it's all in the accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, Garth, and then just a reminder, uh, that people can subscribe for a weekly alert.
1: Yes, that's right. If you go to traderscorner.co.za, go to the middle of the page, you'll see there's a link there for a free weekly email. If you click on that, you can enter your details. It'll take you 30 seconds to enter your, your information, and then we'll send you an email every Tuesday at lunchtime detailing what is coming up on the show for that week.
0: Great. We'll leave it there. Garth, thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner.